Hey everybody, it's your Dungeon Master Woody here. We just want to welcome you to Bards of New York, our actual play D&D podcast. Thank you for your support and for giving our little podcast a download. And please, if you enjoy it, let all your friends know about all of the wonders and magic of Bards of New York. And we are live. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, my friends, to another weekly episode of Bart of New York. Uh, it's been a funky week here in New York City uh, to, to play weatherman for a bit. The, uh-huh. the world doesn't seem to really to really know where it's at. Uh, but I'm happy to be back. Happy to dive into what, what is no, ga- no doubt going to be a little bit of nonsense right at the beginning, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, before we get much further, this fine evening, uh, Hannah, do you have anything fun to, to tell us today? Um, we, I just, that we're hoping to get some new sexy backgrounds by the end of the month. Yeah. Um, so that should be coming down the chute. If you feel like helping us out monetarily, we'd love it. We have a tipping thing down there in our bio or subscriptions. And if you can't help us out monetarily, spread the word. That really helps us out or give us yeah. a review on Apple Podcasts. But hopefully we get some nice looking backdrops soon. Also like just the tip. Yeah, show us your tips. <laughs> what a great start today. What <laughs> That's a all fantastic I have. Fantastic. Turn the chaos off right. Start. Great. Well, um, yes, the whole idea is uh, upgrades, right? Onward and upward. Um, Only if you pay. And this is, we're still functionally in the in person, like the tail end of the in person beta test of uh, Bart of New York, really. With, I, sometimes it's easy to forget how long we were doing virtual for. And how recently we've actually been doing this version of it. It was only, what, a couple sessions of... In December or something yeah. like that. So we're, so still, we're, we're still, you know, getting our sea legs. But we're. I think phase one is coming to a close. And this is sort of the, the beginning of the heralding of that, right? The tweaking our surroundings. But uh, just for the, the usual weekly uh, plugs here. First of all, uh, if you haven't, especially with this in mind as we sort of structure our goals and what we're looking to do and improve, do join our Discord. It's the best way to uh, chat with us and just have input and get more Bards content throughout the week while also just having a nice little hub to chill and chat about whatever you feel like on our general discussion. It really is a, a quite the open forum. Um, Again, huge thanks to a couple of our community members, Paddybags, for the fabulous, fabulous layout as continually doctored by our own Hannah Minju here. Uh, and then the big straws of, of Top Town Tabletop for these really astonishing character art. But the more I look at them, the more I see them and think about them, the more ideas they actually give me for the campaign. That was something I <laughs> thought of, had a moment with them today that made me think of something. So again, thanks to Vix for that really outstanding work. Uh, but before too long, it's now time. Let me just make sure I have my who's who. Yeah, it is now time for our weekly tarot card pull to continue. Let me just get these shuffled with Hannah here. Pick a card, any card. What do you feel today? What do I feel? Mm-hmm. Like I'm running on caffeine and prayers. Are we all? <laughs> The sun. The sun. What a glorious, it. glorious card. I mean, it means like certainty and lighting the path and uh, whatever the uh, an emotional beacon means mm. for you. 
Center yourself. This is a great way TV to think game. about that. Right. Yeah, apparently, that's what you've said for every single card I've <laughs> Yeah, and those are all the bad ones. No, well, no, <laughs> no. This one's a good one. Well, the, the worst one was gone quite a while ago, so we're we're okay. What for was that? that? that was, well, actually, that was that was that was, when, that was before. It's like the tower. Leonidas the, yeah, went bye bye. Yeah. Leonidas pulled the tower and died. <laughs> Oops. Hashtag justice for Leonidas. Justice for Leonidas. The sun. What an excellent card. Only positive. The sun. Um. That's a, a great word, a positive force. A centering positive force. So, with the sun in mind hanging over our heads and sort of walking and wandering inside the sun for us here, the camera will pan back down on the world and surrounding realms of Regulus Prime. And last we saw our new gods here. Uh, the three of you had returned from a rather eventful excursion to Regulus uh, to do a great many things, uh, mostly that, you know, started by Kira Han, but in particular here, the quelling of the flame of a flame given form, and the almost indoctrinating of a nearby elven settlement, Helithan. You returned, uh, and it seemed that Ishtava had returned deeper into the half and went actually back to her prime domain, leaving Nevrik and Unin to wander the half. And a couple things really took place. You were briefly interrogated by uh, Mother La the potter about some spark of divinity off in a forest she couldn't reach basically beyond her her sight uh, that she was blaming you for and while you, you know i wouldn't necessarily say your innocence was proven she was quelled at least and asked you to deal with it figure it out given that she still kind of thinks you started it uh, you then both went and visited one of the two brothers celestial, the older brother, uh, Dami Eno, in Sunforge, in his prime domain, and each crafted. You got to know him a little better, you got to know what, you know, what ether is and how ether works, and then you each <clears throat> made yourself uh, a myth, with Nevik crafting these raiments of passion that allow you to channel your power sort of protectively around yourself, and... Uh, tentatively, tentatively named the ties that bind this flail of magnetic force uh, for Unin here. You've made those. You were then given uh, some information on how to improve things that you craft with ether, whether it be, uh, you know, clothing, uh, items, or even concepts, how one could forge a concept and improve it. Uh, and then you both ventured down briefly into Neverick's prime domain. Uh, you t allowed yourself to try and connect to this, the source of that crystalline red eye before both of you ventured down to knock cosmically on Ishtava's door, the door of Ishtava's prime domain. So as that's where we leave you, we're going to rewind the clock just a bit. And of course, time is sort of wibbly-wobbly time. <laughs> hello, hello! Welcome to another episode of Bards of New... Uh, Ace Ventura. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, right, uh, with your knocking on the door, we're going to rewind a little bit, um, understanding that time sort of pro is processed a little differently within the half of the prime domains, to Ishtava here. And, you know, your perspective on things, having left Helithen, using the world beacon to travel up through and into the half with 30 years passing beneath you, and re-congealing into a single solid planeswalking form uh, within your prime domain, this mm -hmm. this sort of twilight space. 
What's your passive perception? Um. Actually, no, I'm not proficient in it, so it's 10 plus my... I always forget. Yeah, it's a 16. 16? Great. Yeah. Okay. So two things you notice off the bat. First, the more obvious of the two is this: there's something slightly brighter about the whole realm. Not like glowing or sunlit, but oh. as if, you know, you were walking at night and your eyes were particularly adjusted and the stars were really out that night or something, right? Like uh -huh. a particularly bright night. Um, just shades have twinged upwards a little bit since the last time you were in here, not so long ago. But with a 16 on passive and it being your innate prime domain here, you do notice the one bigger thing, there is an additional door that was not there before. And it is marked specifically, I'm not sure if you have decided how the others are marked already, but this one, almost floating or hanging just above the door as if it was part of an otherwise invisible door frame, is a small statue. A bust of a sort of, it's completely featureless, all made out of white marble, silvery white marble. This weird, you know, contraposto figure with very long angular, like, limbs. And the only piece of decoration on this bust above the door is a glittering line, a circlet of silver light around the head. Oops. Oh. So, and that adorns this new door in your realm. Ooh. Ooh. Right, is there anything pressing that I must take care of? Can I go to the door? I mean, nothing necessarily pressing. That it's just the same as you would otherwise expect it to be. A lot of things milling and seething in the courtyard, the twilight courtyard of this realm, sort of wandering to and from doors. Um, some just lingering in place around uh -huh. that sort of structure in the center. Uh, was it a tree? I imagine it's a. It, it's like so. It's the we're in the tree, yes, mm -hmm. and then like, like there's a central kind of. The, Yo, dog, I heard you like trees, so I put a tree inside your tree. Um, it's like a central tree. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. And there's like a little fountain around it somehow. Okay. It's like there's water coming sure out of the tree, of... and you can sit along around yeah. the fountain. The fountain is like maybe part of the tree, maybe not, exactly, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you took off the top, I can hear the inception of the tree. Is it, is it a, a nesting doll I'll tree? Find out. I literally can hear Hans Zimmer orchestrating <laughs> the soundtrack to this prime domain. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, there are a couple of people sort of lingering around that fountain, the central fountain, and uh, Krana is, at the moment, dancing about and above the top of the, like, open canopy of the realm. Sort of, you know, moon still hanging in between those crystalline anglers running away. Uh -huh. Would I say there's anything pressing that you can feel happening in this space now? No. I'm going to go to the door, and I'm going to open it. Okay. You crack open the door, the new door with the, the statue there, and it is not really populated, the space that you open into. There's, there's no one that you can see here. It's basically a sort of small little uh, seeming like mountain slope field, except the sky is like this almost burgeoned purple, and the ground is mostly silver grass. Can I sense that this would be where um, 
This is what I am deducing thus far. Okay. That this is where the heroes and people I have blessed come um, and reside? Or is this not that? Is it roll me a Nishtava check. Nishtava. That's not a D. Oh, there's a D20. Okay. Okay, that is a a twenty, thirty twenty. A dirty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can feel that this space is reserved for, at the moment. Again, none of this is is always and forever set in stone. Uh-huh. It seems like this space has been shaped, as most things do, connected to the gods are, by belief itself, Ooh. by the belief that it is there, so it is. It seems created and reserved for those who are linked to your energy or power. One way or another. Oh. It's for my cult. <laughs> oh. Excellent. Um, if there are any other specific qualifiers for this space, you mm-hmm. don't necessarily can't reach them or grasp them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there isn't anyone in there now, mm-hmm. that you can see. I'm going to create a bird of fire to be like like how Krana runs around at the top of mm-hmm. the... This is, it's, it isn't necessarily a bird of fire that you can react with, it's more of like a comforting thing. She's literally like sculpting like, the world, I'm right? It like here. exists as part of the space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I let it loose into this door. That door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you literally just like sculpt part of your own energy, pulling from the fragments of energetic consciousness of your own that exists everywhere. You just form it into this, you know, albatross-sized you know, give or take a little uh, bird of literal flame that despite its heat and, you know, flickering embers that make up its body, it's very calm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's quite still, quite stoic, sort of looking around for a moment, meeting your gaze, almost there just being a resonance there before it, in a couple of huge wing beats, just Mm -hmm. takes off, spins on itself and soars into the purple sky, almost mm-hmm. like a comet cool. trailing. When people are near this bird, or like see it, even in this space, it is the same feeling that you get when you are next to a fireplace, mm. and it's on a cold day, and it feels like the most comforting, enveloping. Right, thing. the heat that you like need, yep. the one that you are seeking for. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so you can name it Hearth. Hearth. Welcome, welcome to Hearth. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not I what I meant. Don't <laughs> very know funny. what to say about that. I think about welcome that to scene Hearth. too much. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, yeah, so it's this amazing. thing exists and, you know, is, is a more uh, now well solidified facet of your consciousness. And if you're ever looking to sort of scry through it, I think that's a reasonable thing. But uh, there may be certain concentration checks that would be needed to maintain or tap into that kind of mm-hmm. connection. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So this this firebird soars off into this new particular door, um, and I'll ha- standing in the threshold of this space as well. I will have you first roll me a wisdom saving throw. 
This isn't the scary kind of save. That is a lot. Um, <laughs> Big number. Yeah, it's uh, 16 plus 13. Oh, 29. These, really chill. Yeah. Super chill. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can feel, not only because you are now still within the confines of your prime domain at your peak anyway, but you can feel a swell in almost your confidence and your self-centered strength. That's like there is something tethering from an outside source to you that is somehow bolstering you while almost pulling parts of your essence in exchange. Mm. I like this feeling. This is good. My work is beginning to take hold. My work is beginning <sighs> to take hold. The, the only thing I would ask you at this particular juncture you can feel this sort of weird cycle. Uh-huh. Given that your consciousness is attuned to it for this one moment while specifically on the threshold of this exact space, mm-hmm. the only way I'll be able to describe this is it feels like you might in this moment have access to a spiritual valve. Would you like to open the valve? Would you like to keep it where it currently is, sort of within your consciousness, mm-hmm. or tighten it? I just want like a taste, just like a tss, you know what I mean? Yeah, you just sort just of like... Just like, like break me off a, a piece. Yeah, like millions of souls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Die um, instantly. <laughs> you sort of take a breath in, engaging with the space in front of you, you can see the firebirds soaring in now, and focus on that tether leading elsewhere and cycling from elsewhere and you just slightly lean into it for a moment mm-hmm. you can see the silver grass grow brighter and wave a little bit and you can also feel your your own power your own energy and, and gravity that you take up in the universe expand a little bit and as you expand you can feel more of your energy flowing back down the tether elsewhere almost in response Ooh, ooh, I opened a little bit more. <laughs> Again, that sensation, it flares a little bit, and you now you like, almost feels like you have your third eye, your, 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 the top of the head chakra uh-huh. open, crown, and like just, like there's an awareness that increases, there's a potency that increases, almost like you, you're hitting the, the crest of the wave of Adderall, right? Mm. You like feel, as a human being, like you might be able to fight God a little bit. Um, and uh, again, as you can feel that sort of tithe swell into you and cause you to expand again and that grass almost grow in its place on this hillside, mm-hmm. uh, more of your energy floods from you as well. Doesn't make you feel like you are, you know, obviously you're feeling empowered by this, but some part of you is going somewhere else. It's equivalent exchange. Kind of. A great way to put it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like this valve is something that you will perpetually have access to, but in this particular moment, in this space, and with you learning about this space, mm-hmm. this valve has revealed itself to you in this moment. Ooh. Ooh. This is like a very nice drug. Okay. Yeah. I close the valve, because otherwise I'll stay here forever. Okay. And I leave 
the door and shut it. Not everyone can get into this store. The way I, at least I've designed the mm-hmm. afterlife so far, and we're still working on mm-hmm. it, is that there are some doors that everybody can go through, and there mm-hmm. are other doors that not everybody yeah. can go through. Like the door to where I like reside mm-hmm. is, is only not, it's it just for me, for you, yeah. unless I allow somebody up right. there. Yep, I think you know at the very least the way this door seems to have been designed, even without your like you know contractor's seal of approval on. Yep, that works. That checks out. That that door op- only opens for certain people. It seems like it was only opening for certain people. Anyway. anyway. Okay. Um, okay, so with that little... You, as you close the valve and step away from this moment, uh, you feel like that m- sort of shift of equivalent exchange feels, for this moment, permanent. You feel different. You feel changed. You feel empowered. You feel... Uh, sort of charged a little bit um, and you also feel like part of you exists more concentratedly elsewhere and more so than it did moments ago ooh okay 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 is there anything else you feel yourself needing to do in your prime domain I wanted to create a new door okay talk to me about that um this door is going to be like a cerulean blue color that glows. So to immortals and gods and mm-hmm. like immortal beings, you can see the color that it glows. To mortals who come there, it just looks like a door. Great. Um, this door, it kind of functions like the mind bleed. Okay. But instead of being able to see like the options that you get at the mind bleed, what this allows you is to gaze down into the world of Regulus sure, for a short okay. amount of time. You can't interact, um, but you can view. It's it's like yeah, yeah, looking. Yeah. It's like a uh, um, oh man. It's basically the opposite of the the river sticks, right? You can. Am I thinking of the right river? Yeah, the one that makes you forget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So instead of like going into this door and forgetting everything, it's going into this door and briefly almost checking back in on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, And who is this accessible for? Right now, everyone. Right, okay. That is, I reserve the right to change mm-hmm, that. Of course, it's your domain, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that, okay. But it can only be for like, you can only be there for a certain amount of time, like a few minutes, otherwise you'll melt you'll you know yeah, yeah. great there's okay. there's a, a price to pay for being able to gaze back into the mortal world right. you have you run the risk of losing yourself entirely to mm-hmm. check in on what you were basically or the, or it's the world like you were the in. mirror of Erised. exactly yep. exactly the, uh, the river Le- okay i knew i this is what i'm saying like sticks is the spe- is a special river but i was almost certain that left was energy uh, okay anyway uh Great. So you just spend some time there crafting this door. I think some featureless spirits may come gather around you, both to watch what you're doing, but also just like moths to a flame. They just sort of, mm-hmm. the more aimless spirits that don't have as much sculpting of who they were, drift to you and just sort of act as like a wake mm-hmm. that you walk through. Um, sort of just clustered around you while you carve this door. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they're sad or malignant or wanting anything. They just are. They drift. 
Um, they don't seem like they're going to or from any specific door. They just are the ones that uh, form the, the majority of the portion of the spirits that are just like aimlessly wandering around the fountain or in the about this inner tree courtyard kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they surround you as you make this door. Probably some of them, as soon as it's finished, look through the door, open the door, lose themselves into it mm-hmm. in moments, you know, just drift away. Um, but you craft it. I'm not even going to make you roll for it because I, I love this. It's very well thought out and I think it serves quite the purpose here. How many doors is that total? Now? So I know that there are more doors, but the defined doors so far are three. Okay. Uh, including this one, right? Yes. I know I want one that allows people to kind of pass on into their next reincarnation, right. but I have not um, yep. more specifically crafted that one so it doesn't exist yet. Yep. And where does the original door go right now? The door for the the looking glass? The other one. The other. The, the first door. Oh, it's your door. I'm. My door? Yes. My that's... door is like Hodor. Um, when you like walk through the the door from the hearth, there's the tree, and literally on the other side, it's like the the central. Yep. Got it. Door. Excellent. And so if you were to walk in, you wouldn't see that door right at first. Yep. It's blocked by the fountain, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Just want to make sure. Great. I keep a list of these things. Perfect. You craft this door, it immediately elicits a response. I think some of the more humanoid, uh, the humanoid specters who aren't quite, you know, are just here at the moment, uh, are finding themselves forming a queue, a line already to gaze into the pool, even as you drift away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krana again from above, now just like folded up on himself, sort of sat down in midair amidst the upper part of the canopy, just looking down. Mm-hmm. and watching everything. I wave my hand, and above the door, I inscribe in celestial, let's say. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, three minutes, and you're done. <laughs> it's like the signs next to hot tubs at hotel <laughs> pools. Like, to be courteous to other guests. <laughs> For the sake of your health. It's like if you translated all the runes on uh, the door to Moria in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and it was like, Take off your shoes when you enter. Leave them on the left of the doormat. <laughs> Don't be a fucking There's a animal. box for the umbrellas. Yep. Like, <laughs> three minutes and you, that's it. Time's up. You Move out. on to the next test. <laughs> I was literally here ready to like type down this Something like, great. prophecy that you were going to Nope, three elicit. minutes and you're done. Three okay. minutes and then get the fuck out. I'll make I'd a like to, later. I'd like to uh, make a... A connection more to a uh, bowl that you leave out on Halloween with a little sign that says, uh, <laughs> take only three. Only, three. <laughs> only yeah. take one. And then yeah. the kid upends the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I hate it and I love it. Um, oh, funny. Okay. Uh, as you're inscribing with Krana on looking, the, oh. you can hear, almost feel, oh. sort of like a vibration in the oh. air, rippling as if the air was water. This like, Womp, womp, womp. This rhythmic sort of pulse and vibration. And it ripples almost from one specific spot uh, behind the front door into the domain. 
the sort of light, the purple nebula light around the door like flashes with these like bomb, bomb, bomb as the air ripples. Before I answer the door, telepathically, I say, password. <laughs> to the pair of you standing outside, knocking sort of cosmically on Ishtava's glowing door. <laughs> In both a whisper and a raspy voice that sounds like a grizzled, like, old soldier rippling through this room, through the, uh, the altar hold. Password. <laughs> It's... it's us. I don't answer. Do you... Do, Una, do you know any password? Did she... It, I don't understand the concept. It's a word... <laughs> it's a word... You know, like, uh... It's a, it's a word of power that allows you entrance into some... A something. little voice whispers in Una's ear, Ishtar is the coolest. <laughs> yep. You heard you heard the whisper. I think I'm experiencing intrusive thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> they are very nice though. <laughs> and friendly. Sounds like an ad for a terrible pharmaceutical. <laughs> <laughs> was the coolest. I've been experiencing but I think are intrusive thoughts. They but I don't mind them. They seem to be pro my friends. So uh, So I'm not gonna argue. Do I need therapy? So yeah, you hear the voice whispering to you. A password is a word of power. <clears throat> Soft magic. I attempt to speak a word of power. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm up. Uh oh. This. <laughs> uh, uh. Okay. You know okay. I mean? Yeah. I I see. I see. What's the if the word is the is the cause, what's the effect? Open. Cool. Oh shit! You're break the door down. <laughs> Can you roll me an unin check? Ew. Oh shit! Unin. So is it? So what do I add? Uh, I'm not so it is. Yet. It is a roll plus proficiency plus uh, either your spell casting modifier. Or the stat that you believe most governs your domain. Hmm. Like I do wisdom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That helps. Does it have to be a mental stat? No. Okay. So I would say constitution. This was on Kyle's character sheet under background. It just says God. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Kanye West album description. Also, lowercase g. Yeah, literally. Like, because I know my you look, place. You turn the thing over and it's just like a white CD case and you turn it over it. and it just says, God, God, Kanye West. Background, I don't fucking know. Um, okay, Background, so. Ideals, king shit only. King shit. So, proficiency bonus and then And then, and you're, that's so, from it, henceforth, the Unin check is going to be guided by constitution. Mm -hmm. And just so we're clear, the Ishtava check is wisdom. Wisdom. It's always happening. And then every check is intelligence. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. Cool. Which makes it easy because a wizard still yeah. isn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just, yeah. That's what it is. Constitution <laughs> makes a lot of sense given your, the force and yeah. uh, this this creative aspect. Go for it. Roll me in as a chest. Close. Dirty 20. 
Dirty 20. Great. So you... It was almost a natural 20. That's... Okay. <laughs> okay. Just Which speaking... I think would have broken everything. <laughs> Don't count your chickens I before they hatch. I would have been bunking with you in your dome. So, uh, you speak this sound. It's less of a word. It's not a language. It's yeah. You basically speak the energetic concept of open. And all... Uh, you don't hear this, because you are not on this plane. Uh, even though the door is right here, you're not on this plane. But the pair of you hear echoing as if it was something was as if you were standing in a cave and something happened far down the cave tunnel, the sound of like wet parchment tearing apart. Ew. The shredding of soiled parchment. Like in one great shear, and it echoes and resounds for a moment. But this door doesn't change. Yeah. I couldn't make my paper win. That sounded really sexual. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did it work? I pushed on the door. I mean, you touch the door and you can feel your energy interacting with this light, but it doesn't do anything. It doesn't respond in any way. What did you do? You said that the password is a word of power. Yeah, but it's a word that a person who's living in the such place has to give you. Why? I sh- go, go for it, because I'm about to do something different. I was not given any word. Could be a sentence. Could be. You ever heard of open sesame? Which is something I just made up. <laughs> Which really. I love when I create a language <laughs> on the fly. I think that the rabbit hole of explaining <laughs> that might take us <laughs> far, far away. Um. I shapeshift into oh lord a very handsome looking gentleman <laughs> okay dark okay. like olive skin black hair yeah and yeah. because my buddy midnight wears a suit i'm also gonna wear a suit you're co-opting the three piece <laughs> yep yep great 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 and then in my tree within a tree i'm gonna make like a cute little like place for me to sit, kind of like a throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm staring right at the door, and then I'm going to wave my hand, and I'm sitting like this. Do you look like Keanu Reeves as John Wick? You described (laughs) Keanu Reeves. I mean, not white. (laughs) I was going to say, you described a long-haired Pedro Pascal as John Wick, is basically what you described. I look like, like, um, oh, um, like an olive-skinned rye from yeah the yeah yeah I'm, I'm there I'm That's right there I look right like. there giving me Dorian giving yep. me like great okay and I wave my hand cosplaying as John Wick yep cosplaying as John Wick <laughs> I'm the Baba Yaga yeah, in so many right. different ways <laughs> and I beckon these people in <laughs> so 
Hi, with the sound, this tearing sound of two of you speaking after that, the moment of that word of power being spoken, this, the light solidifies, like Dorothy in the, <laughs> in the solidifies into like a really creaky but polished wooden door from light into this door that swings open into altar hold, revealing this twilight tree sanctum, you know, within, and this just debonair, suave individual sitting on a throne of stone and branches and the fountain in the center beckoning you in I have a question yeah would we does Ishtava's power mask her divin their divinity from other gods no then it's in definitely no way you. No way. Okay. so without skipping a beat Unin says Ishtava where have you been here Yes. And Where have you been? Many places. To, yeah. We went to the Star Keep. We were scolded by Mala. And Big then Mom. we went to the Sunforge, which was quite nice. It was really nice. It was pleasant. What was Law's problem? Uh, apparently, we've done something again, like created something. Seemingly, it had something to do with the flame monster that we fought, yes. In the uh, realm that is uh, parallel with material plane. Yeah, there's some sort of eerie forest that I saw. Was Law mad that we slayed this beast? You know, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. All she does is speak in riddles and is always menacing to me. I would say it is likely that she is not mad at a specific occurrence, but more doesn't like it when she thinks others are overstepping her power or creating. I'm surprised she wasn't mad about what you Krana? apparently did. I don't think she oh, knows. Wait. Mad about Krana or something else? The blessing thing? Neverick was uh, told me of a Oh, that see I town that you went to. I think our practice there from what I understood, she said brought more power to the hearth itself, so it wasn't an issue. So right. she should be thanking me, really. I think in general, then, it must have been specifically about whatever happened after we defeated that thing. Okay. What was it that it said? Father? Yes. The daughter is dying and the father is coming? The daughter unborn dreams of her season and her father dreams of her. Yep. Did I misspeak? And then I wrote <laughs> Omnivar and circled it. Omnivar. Is that, was that a name? I also wrote Omnivar I don't know. and circled it. Wait. The daughter unborn dreams of her season and the father dreams of her. Omnivar. And I also have circled it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. No, no. Must have been important. I still have, guys, I still haven't figured out what pee pee pants meant. So. <laughs> 
That's gonna be the linchpin <laughs> of the entire campaign one day. Turns out, I I, I challenge someone to go back to the first session. The only notes I have as well is, is that, and then big, <laughs> big fight. Omnivore. Also, maybe level twenty one. Maybe y'all misspelled omnivore. <laughs> I mean, I remember what it is. Of course you do. You but, told us. Uh, I'm enjoying the pack <laughs> well, this is how it all we'll find out. I guess we could go watch the I, That is true. <laughs> Maybe it was like a name that we like Who's this that? heard in the wind. Um, so you did <laughs> Mama Ya Ya Mama Ya <laughs> Mama La <laughs> Um did she give you a mission of any sort, anything to do, or did she just come to complain and be mad? She, 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 she told us that, and we told her that we'd check it out. Check out the realm that you the, went the, to? The, the, the spark that we created. The spark? Apparently. Does it... Do we need to use this and from some... Mary Poppins bag-esque pocket of mine, I pull out the giant crystal from my suit. We, that very well may come in handy. Uh, <laughs> just like from a pocket, right? Yep. Just like... Inside my jacket. Gold coins fall out. Uh-huh. Oh. Gun. If you want to see... <laughs> if you want to see what I saw, you can come to my, my room. Hey, uh, say less. Oh, okay, this farm's doing it for you. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but, um, I can show you the forest. All of this sounds so wrong. Yep. <sighs> Anyways. Sometimes it's hard to see the forest for the <laughs> Three gods are falling apart, <laughs> and all these spe- specters that have just like walked to the fountain now, like surrounding this like suited Ishtava, just standing there with <clears throat> some other like more humanoid spirits wandering and watching from afar, watching these three gods bicker essentially. I wave my hand, and hot topic glitter in a burst. Makes a cosmopolitan looking esque drink in a martini glass appear in my hand. I want to get the guys who made the Hades video game to animate everything that happens here on the hearth. <laughs> Most importantly, before we even figure that out, we have to go to the West. The humans? The humans. The humans! Reichstar, They're taking the honey! Reichstar told us of chosen few that we have to find. That's and right. I think that, that is highest on our priority list. <clears throat> now, when I was back down on the hearth, we told Kirahan that we'd meet back up with him. Is that um, time sensitive or no? I don't think it is. Cool. Then let's go. I would say in general, I care far less about Law's concerns and rather, I feel as though we should prioritize what would help the creation. The humans and elephants. Mm-hmm. Although, if we have created something that could... Hurt. I'm speaking freely because we are in your domain. Yeah. Right. I agree. I think... I think... 
<laughs> Therefore I am. <laughs> that, um... Although, either by proxy or directly, she has created us, that she may not like that we're the new flavor in town and we're a little more exciting and creative than she anticipated, and she's trying to control that. That's the vibe I get so far. I mean... Her older children are just as petulant and petulant. Well, I mean, like, Kirahan's one of the youngest, right? And Bikestar and Domino are young. They're not the youngest, but they're, they're a little emo. I would assume she dislikes me for specific reason. What reason? I believe she knows that I do not exist under her umbrella of creation. Whose umbrella of creation do you exist under? The same one that we all do. Uro's. So you're saying you're directly from Uro? I don't say that as like I'm doubting. I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn. No, I. I want to. Avoid any any sense of arrogance. I'm simply saying that the the fact that I am not a I am not a, a an effect of her cause. Mm-hmm. And she has a problem with that. I, yes. I see that. I can see that. <laughs> it's the it's the little like <laughs> see that. When I take my hand away, it just floats it just floats like a cloud it. of You didn't even have to glitter. tell me. Like, it just sits there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. I'm so rude. Would you like one of these? You don't have a choice. I wave my hand in black glitter, and you yeah. you both have a cosmopolitan. <laughs> you are now holding glassed beverages that are composed of a combination of uh, Ishtava's magic and pieces of Ishtava's nebulent consciousness. Interesting. And cranberry juice. <laughs> yeah, and, and Elderflower the Cure also. Um. <laughs> I love that, that the drinks would whisper. I'm obsessed with that, and in fact, that's canon now. They don't have mouths or anything, but if you pick up the glass, the first thing you hear is, How might I taste? <laughs> and I wonder, does the <laughs> taste change for what's most familiar to us and uh, what we love the most? No, it tastes like a classic, <laughs> well made cosmopolitan. <laughs> Actually, that's how taste works anyway. So, but as you're sitting it. here sipping your Ishtava beverages, your Ishtava cocktails, uh, first of all, before we're too far from this moment, I'm going to need Unan to roll me a d6. Uh-oh. I don't like that. Actually, actually, d10. Ooh, d10 makes it much spicier. easier. Somehow worse. Say. Okay, give me a second. Oh, give me a second. I don't like that. Can you say six in Spanish? Six. Oh, oh, great. Okay. Oh no. Uh, you just standing here, standing here. Drop dead. 
<laughs> you yeah. Uh, you, you shit yourself and die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> um, a damn good drink. Yeah. <laughs> and then some like random ass person walks in and is like, yeah. "Hey guys!" You a cocktail exclusively military grade laxatives. So really, the real Unin shows up, um, <laughs> shits out. So uh, you're just standing here, and you can hear a sort of distant echo, almost unplaceable. It's it's hard to. Um, it's, it's, it's an echo that's been so distorted by repetition that it, you can't even hear what the original sound was anymore. And you can smell fresh cut grass and singed dead leaves. Faintly. Coming from somewhere else. It's, and it's that sensation is there for a moment for you, and it's gone. Hmm. So, now that we're all finished talking about our mommy issues, um... Want to go back down? Before we do, did you Fuck want around? to do any shopping? Shopping? Would you like to go to the Sun Would you forge? like to go to the, the Sun Forge? And have something made for you. Oh. Oh. Yes, I very much would like that. Yes, okay, let's go quickly. Let's take a trip. And then <laughs> I want to go see what these humans are all about, because I feel like we can get them. You mean the monkeys, right? Are they humans? Isn't that what they called them? Yeah, the monkeys. Are they... Is that a species? I, I just need that differentiation from those in the the elven blood. You've lost me. We'll, we'll find out when we get down there, right? Right? The, the ones who don't live long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I find it interesting. It seems as though... One would think that it is by accident. That they exist or that they don't live long? That they exist. But I... I hesitate to think so. How do you think they came to be? Necessity? Could it have something to do with that door that's in the, you know, to the magic? Very well could. Wouldn't you know? Isn't that like your whole thing? What do you mean? Like facilitating the growth of Regulus? In more of a helpful way. Uh huh. Okay. I don't well, that's the case, and Kirahan should know as well, and he doesn't. Oh. Oh, that's spicy. Okay. I mean, it is. It is it absolutely a possibility that, like the elven kind. They too were created. Uh huh. Intentionally, but. It's hard to say. I was just expounding upon it. Mm hmm. Because if it was not done by. Our hands. Then they might be what was intended to begin with. Let's go find out. We'll go to the Sun Forge, and then we'll go meet these creatures. Okay. Monkey. To the Sun Forge? Mm-hmm. To the Forge. Uh, then you each, as long as they uh, are two gods here, have your consent to, activate, to use their power within your domain, then from here you will all activate your runes and travel 
through the hearth. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you were here for that, that for, for people to enter, for, for other gods to enter or utilize their abilities within anyone's prime domain, mm -hmm. the owner of that prime domain has to give active permission, permission to do so. Okay. Consent is key. I wave my hand and the drinks disappear. <laughs> and then there's a little bit of like a shimmer, but it's not like black glitter this time. It's like a like a bluish glitter a shimmer, and then you can use your powers. Just like a little like yep. Tinkerbell moment, mm -hmm. almost right. That or like Disney glitter. Yeah. Um, okay, you are. You can feel your power swell a little bit in this otherwise dampened space, and you're all traveling. Yep. Yeah. Race you there. As usual. Hi, Mars. Is that go? Oh. Everybody, roll me a, a god check. And a Shtava check, and an Inn check, and every check. I leave last. <laughs> it's it's the, the, the cannonball thing again. Yep. Like, one, two, three, suck. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty good. Mm. 26. 22. I leave last. You leave last. Okay. So, in short order, one, two, three. The three of you sort of deapparate and become consciousness itself again and rush out of Ishtava's prime domain bleeding through the, the metaphysical ceiling uh, and traveling again into the ley lines of the hearth before re-emerging a floor above you from altar hold into the Sunforge, the reconfiguration of Damiino's prime domain and again sort of re-congealing one, two, three into the sky of the Sunforge, right? That beautiful, clear blue sky with maybe some slight puffy, like, white cloud wisps with the daytime constellations arcing overhead, these brilliant stars, and the golden field rolling out away with that 600... Yeah, 600-foot diameter marble altar platform in the center, which you gradually drift down to the southern edge of at the base of the stairs. And you can actually see as you get there that Dami Eno, as you're drifting down, you can see him on the other side of the marble sort of surface, just reclining, lying down in the the, the field, in the field of grain. And as you appear, he sort of gets up and turns over his shoulder and sees you. So you watch him stretch as you're landing and hop back up onto the marble platform. Come over. I didn't expect to see you here so soon. We had to bring Ishtava. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, good to see you. Um, I'm still in my in, in suited form. Dapper down yeah. mode. <laughs> <laughs> With my hands in my pockets and I just lift my chin. Uh, is this some sort of new fashion from downstairs? I'm trying it out, you know? Like, see, right. I want many forms. I want, I want to keep you all on your toes. Keep our, keep our relationships fresh. I might have to make something. <laughs> something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. I might have to make something for myself, on those lines, like a, like a robe or something that looks flowy. The armor gets a bit constricting, you know, after the the eons roll by. Uh -huh. um, you lounge around in your armor all, all the time? 
I don't really have much of a choice. It's sort of a part of me. Interesting. Okay. I see that. My cloak is a part of me, but I can yeah. shift it. Um, but it's a cloak. So right, I'm like, a bit more I'm free balling yeah. it all cozy. the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I have to say, I wasn't okay. quite expecting that. Um, I don't really know what to say. It's okay, I'm keeping it fresh. So that, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, free ball in it. I like that, I think. It would you be... should try it. Well, I mean, technically, aren't we all free balling it under whatever way we're wearing? I guess that's a personal decision or preference. Or, um, like, if you feel you're free balling it, then yes. But if you feel like you're not, then no. You know, like, it's up to you to decide for yourself. I'm going to have to make some improvements, I think. You got a new mode of inspiration redeemed. Free stab on undeserved. Thank you. Yeah, having coined the concept of freeborn, you do feel fucking free as a bird right now. Jesus. And that freedom inspires you. Great. For the next uh, the next chunk of time. So, um, you know, I haven't had a chance to talk to you a lot. And no. I apologize. Hardly, hardly. We, we're all, you know, doing what we're doing. I'm, I don't go most places. This is where you can find me whenever. Well, if you ever want to stop by my domain, feel free. It's a whale of a I time. I really like that. Really? Is that mm-hmm. an open invitation? Yeah. I'd love to see. I really would. It's not so... It may, could I maybe have a chat with some of the... Of course. You do the whole thing with the... With the, the dead? Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, to sit and talk. Yeah. Just let me know when you want to come by, and we'll... <laughs> okay, okay, I'll definitely... So, okay, in return, what can I, um... What can I do for you? These... I was happy to help our friends here not moments ago. Mm-hmm. So you can craft armor, you can craft weapons. I can, I can make can anything. craft anything. can make concepts. Hmm. can make... If you need a certain part of the world to function a certain way, I can see what I can do about creating a emotional structure to, to have that happen. I make things. So here's what I want. I want to continue growing our influence down in Regulus. Aye. I've started with that, with a settlement, and I can already feel that our power is growing, our influence is growing. I don't know if you can feel that too. Aye, certainly. Something to facilitate that, to help with that in some way, shape, or form would be ideal. Okay. And I don't know what that okay. looks like. Now, are you asking to make something that that you may bear with you to do that? Or something to make and place downstairs to do that almost on its own? Talk to me more about that. Well... It will have to come mostly from you in terms of conceiving it. It might take time and mm-hmm. the aggregation of ether and other resources, but if you wanted something to take place to change, I don't know, something could fall to the planet in a, a sear of heat and light that would make a memory for people and create a story behind something that falls to the planet or craft a season that is particularly interesting that make a change of some kind I know it's winter in Regulus we've just seen the the first snow really oh yes 
come by my place and you can look down at Regulus. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Sure. Sure. Only for three minutes, though. Otherwise, you'll melt. But, like, you can oh. do it in shifts. Well, what what if melting was an interesting sensation to try? You know, you could try it. You never know until you don't. Has a god melted before? No. Not yet. Not yet. You never know, though. It sounds sometimes like mum's been through a couple things that she keeps quiet. So if you told me that mum had gone and melted herself once and then and then put herself back together, I wouldn't be the most surprised at you. Uh-huh. I feel that. I feel that. Anyway. God of, God of life and death. God of the cycle. Right, right, right. Right? Let's bring things back to life. Let's make a new season. Let's make the season of of new beginnings, of, of like, worshipping regrowth and rebirth and re- and fertility and things like Right! That. Right! Right! Okay. Okay. Okay, you're giving me ideas. Uh-huh. So, if we're looking to make a permanent change to the cycle of time down there, I'm going to need a couple things for, from okay. you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost a bundle of ether. I'm not sure how much. Just bring, bring a, a hefty chunk. Uh-huh. And I probably will require the ground from a place where a bunch of things have died. Oh, cool. <laughs> and an object that denizens of the planet hold in high magical regard. Doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter what it is, what regard it's held in magically, but as long as it's held by a large group of people in some kind of magical respect or regard, I'll take that and that seasoned soil. Okay. And we'll be able to put something together. I can start the beginnings of it now with whatever ether you have, but for this to really get working... Yeah. I want to say you probably should have 375. Oh, from yesterday? From, or from, from last week? From, no, no, just from before. Both of them at 375. Okay, I then I'm, I wrote 300, but probably 375. Yeah. I can give you that much. How much more do you need? Uh, it doesn't really matter. Just just more. Okay. To some extent. Um, some of that. But this can get this underway... And where would would you like it to be affecting the whole planet equally, or one particular place? I want it to move. You know, you like wherever where? winter okay. is, what soon follows is the season of. What should we name the season? What should we name this new time? I'm tempted to name it Ishtava, but that's a little too. <laughs> Megalomaniacal. I don't even so know. So we on that. the nose, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we do have to make a name for it now. Also, it's not going to be done for a minute. Okay. Not so I can get more supplies. And I'll start it just so it's gathering. I'll start it way off the coast. Okay. 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 Right. You said it's cold there now. Yeah. So we'll let it. We'll let it hang on there for a moment while I work, mm-hmm. and we'll start this way off the back. So if you ha- if you don't mind. If you could not go too crazy the next time you go down there, way deep in the ocean, 
Okay. Like, if, I mean, you're welcome to go. I'm just going to be working. So it's going to be a bit messy. Uh, but I'll start it back there. And then when I finish it, we can shift it around and start the turning. Okay. Oh, this is going to be fun. Okay, okay. I'll run you through the same procedure that I've ran through them. I need you to place your hand on the anvil here, on that side. Mm-hmm. And I need you to think of what this season means. What it means to you and what it's going to mean to them down there. Sort of all that you've just told me and more. Mm-hmm. And think of that while you're transferring your energy into this. Okay. I crack my knuckles. <laughs> and I place my hand on the anvil and I think from death there is life and hope and new growth and new beginnings and new futures and the continuation of work and then I just pour all my energy into the end. Yeah. I love that. The continuation of work is the final sentiment. As you let your ether spool from you, we're going to spend all of that 375 mm-hmm. as it sort of gathers in motes of like crystalline blue light around you before swirling and condensing down your arm as this sort of sheet of light around you and surging into the anvil, mingling with that sphere of liquid metal and the band that strips horizontally across it, turning it into this blue-red magma, as then... Magma, magma, magma. He's turned off. <laughs> I was hoping that maybe we'd forget this time, maybe we'd just glance right No, the first it, thing I hear in my head when the word magma is said is that. Right. <laughs> so... As this blue-red lava is uh, swirling in the in the anvil here, it's a homonym. <laughs> well, I guess like technically it's lava and not magma because magma is underground, right? True. So, uh, it's lava. It's lava, liquid metal, liquid heated there metal. You go. There you go. Um, with some. <laughs> 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 there is only so much a DM can take. <laughs> Before a DM begins to fall apart at the seams like an old tapestry. <laughs> everybody, everybody, thank your DMs out there. They, they, this is this is the least of it. I could be having a lot worse, and there are DMs out there right now who are struggling a lot harder than this. They named their city that something that sounded like pants, or named a, sh- a, a city somewhere in the world Dulock. You know what I mean? <laughs> there are some DMs who start their stories like the plot of Shrek by accident, and then they they never get to live that down. So think, <laughs> just think fondly of that <laughs> when you think of your DMs in this It's moment. never an accident. It wasn't an accident. It's never. It was an accident. The, his accident. No. His accident <laughs> was, was starting it. We're speaking about Woody. Woody. Here. <laughs> his accident was starting the, the section of the campaign in a swamp and saying. <laughs> To a small group of people that included me. You can name it. You can name it. And you named it Muswam. Uh-huh. And then what did we go fight? <laughs> an ogres. ogre with an ogre, and one of them, I believe, had a beast companion of some kind. I remember hearing that there was basically Shrek and Donkey in the first couple. There's no way he did. I don't know. know. In any case, in any case, think fondly of your DMs because this is what they put themselves through. I'll be clear about that. Anyway, you you imbue the the lava there with your with your ether as Damino places his hand on the other side of the anvil and holds that sort of 
he unsheathes that raw flame that becomes that huge great warhammer of sunlight that sort of sends its energy upwards into the daytime stars and that sunlit constellation begins to all connect with strands of energy before searing down from the heavens into this hammer radiates a beam of starlight and sunlight that again cracks through Dami Eno's visage before he slams it down onto the anvil, sending a pulse of sunlight and flame across the whole prime domain here. And as it sort of washes over you, Ishtava, it sort of swirls around you and intermingles with you and sort of recedes from pure sunlight into flecked starlight and nebula before it seeps down your form and into the ground. Mm. And as Dami, you know, sort of deforms the, the hammer and holsters it again. Okay. His eyes are sort of cloudy a little bit. The work is beginning. We should be uh, good to go, I think. Thanks, it's going to be a hell of a treat. When you can, get uh, the other materials my way. You got it. And we'll have fun. Vamos a la playa. Before we go downstairs, there is a question I want to ask you, Shrava. I was hesitant to ask before. Am I in trouble? No. Oh my god, are you rebutting? <laughs> Do you really like this form I'm in right now? Is it doing something for you? You don't have to. You don't have. No. Um, the uh, the the little crab. Yeah. Would it be possible, do you think, for me to have a piece of its essence? Why? Isn't part of the antler? Yes. Wasn't that what it was? It was a piece of any guardian. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I just has dick. He doesn't need it. He says you. <laughs> What's that in your jar over there it's, on the uh, It is for, it's helpful for uh, forging things. Forging what? The binds of passion. <laughs> Wait, is, are you hitting on me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you? Oh, that's the name, of, that's the name of my armor. <laughs> um, I think. That's what we named it, right? Yeah, the yes. vestments of, of passion, all the bindings. The of bindings of passion. I am not the one to give such a thing. You would have to speak to Krana. Okay, so I have your permission to do so. Was that Krana is their own being? But Krana lives within your home. Was that mm -hmm. Criterion also available for improving mine? Or? It was different. Yeah, there were two different things. The criteria to mm -hmm. upgrade once for you required the, uh, a peak of one of the mountains and then upgrade to its fullest connection, the third eye of one yeah. of the... Gotcha. The, okay. Okay. Cool. We both did have that third eye. Uh, but you have to take somebody's eyeball? No, that's, that's, that's it's different. You it's told different me part. I also had to get a third eye. Mm -hmm. I wrote that down as well. No, that, that was that, for that a was second... Mistranslated, it's because oh. they're two different requirements for two different things. Right, right, the right. The first for you is going to be uh, the essence of spellcasting. Right. Or uh, like the essence of magic of, of any kind, um, whether from a cast spell or the realm of magic or whatever it is. And to upgrade a second time, it's the piece of the guardian. Of a guardian. Okay. And for you, it's mountain peak, second time or deeper connection rather okay. 
the eye. Yeah. You, had, you had first said the eye thing to him, though. Yeah. I, I got that backwards. Oh, okay. Cool. I, was, I think I was so describing I at the time for... both sets of upgrade gotcha. materials. For Understood. You. Yeah. One is for the vestments, another is for items, and there is a whole separate set for concepts. Dope. Each concept requires like a unique thing. Cool. So you have to take somebody's eyeball, and you have to take a piece of my boy? Yes, but I don't think it'll be harmful. As long as it's willingly given. I don't mean to take it by force. There are also other guardians. There are, but it's just... This was the easiest route. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're welcome to go to my domain. And talk to Karana, or Karana can come down to the to Regulus and talk to you there. Yeah, but I it's just, not my decision. Absolutely, just wanted to make sure it was okay. Mm-hmm. You have to steal somebody's eyeball, you sick fuck. It sounds fun though. I can help if you need. That's oh. what I imagine it sounds like. I haven't taken anybody's <laughs> eyeball out yet. I wink I, at Nevrick. I didn't plan on. <laughs> I didn't plan on taking one from a. Living? Healthy individual. So you're gonna kick somebody while they're down? No. Take their eye. We can on the on the brink of death. They will no longer need it. That's fair. So do you intend to bring them to the brink of death, or they are they already there? We'll find out. They're all in many ways on the brink. I guess you're right. Keep the what relationship is that, really? fresh. I guess you could tell me that. <laughs> well, this midnight's purview. I know uh, when they're right. dead. I don't know necessarily when they're dying. Yeah. Uh, understood. I don't know where midnight is right now, but pretty. He's he's really into the sea right now. All the things that are drowning. I'm on a boat. <laughs> Let's so go. Go downstairs. Yes. Okay. And off to the west. Off to the west. So, just to sort of expedite things for a moment, um, the idea is you're all going to travel down to the World Beacon, and then, or you can honestly even sort of. It, never mind, never mind. Uh, travel down to the World Beacon and then use it to head to somewhere on the western part of the continent. Are you aiming for the seaboard itself, or are you aiming for somewhere in the middle of the western terrain? What, uh, what did uh, Vikestar show us? Uh, he showed you a... Well... Faces. He showed you faces. Faces. For the most part, and he, he told you of a place in the west. Yeah. Can we try and aim for that place? Just go straight there. Yeah. A little okay. bit outside of You're town. heading directly yeah. for the Not peninsula. Not in like, the center mm-hmm. of it or anything, but like right outside. So you perhaps, since... The place he informed you of was this uh, settlement on the peninsula. You're looking for either basically on the coastline away from the peninsula or on the peninsula itself somewhere. <clears throat> the coastline sounds far enough removed to where we don't just drop in. It should seem as though we are travelers. Yeah. To Cram- the to the elf or to the elvens, we there was a uh, there was already a sense of who we are mm-hmm. to these humans it is likely wise that we should stay 
as anonymous as possible. So no dramatics? No dramatics. Can I let grass grow under my feet still? Let's see what they can do first. Okay. So we know what's not weird and what is. Would you classify that as dramatic? I would classify it as flare. I don't know if I'm not familiar with the concept of synonyms yet. But, I but you know the word. <laughs> you know the word synonym. I do know synonym. 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 Please, somebody send me assistance. <laughs> um, okay. To the world beacon, to the to the coastline off the peninsula. Yes. You yeah. sounds like you were gonna. You had a thought. Nope. I'm just trying to think of what form I'm gonna assume. This okay. is just my wizard. Well, that, well you're, you're gonna have time because basically you guys access your runes. Within the Sunforge, as Damiino is sort of like cloudy-eyed, hunched over the, the anvil, clearly thinking of somewhere distant, not quite present. You all become energy again. You travel down to the World Beacon, that basin, the stone basin room with the crystal and the spotlight drifting from it. Uh, again, an empty room. No one in here. Aldwin's not in here. Kirahan's not in here. And you take... To the light of the world beacon, thinking of this of the western coast and the peninsula, and you halfway become energy as you shoot as light and heat and sound down across space through the through the void between towards the Pangeatic continent of Regulus Prime. And after we come back from the break, which we're about to go on, I'm going to need from you your collective passive perception. Nice. So think about, uh, you guys know what forms you're taking, your regular, uh, el- what, like, mm-hmm. Elven, Urken forms, Elven Arn forms, and you have to decide what form you're taking. Uh, but um, other than that, I need the collective score. Okay? So that's what we'll be coming back to, is the, the, the transit to Regulus, let's say just about 15 minutes-ish. Uh, get a snack, get a drink, be well. We'll be back. Team, yeah. We'll be right back. We are back. Welcome back from break to Bards of New York. I hope you've got a snack. I hope you've got a tasty, refreshing beverage. And we are going to get into this by uh, going over some chat questions, which I absolutely forgot to introduce uh, before the break. I think we have, uh, what, three of them? Yes. Three questions? Yeah. Okay. Number one. Number one. Uh, Our first question is from Bioware Babe. Uh, Okay. The question is, how far into the world of Regulus, time-wise... Timeline-wise, sorry. Do you mm. think you'll get before you start with season two of the other p- campaign? Right, right. Okay. Um, it's a great question, and actually, it's entirely dependent on you guys for the most part. Because if you start, you know, with these long rests, heading back to the half, if you start being more precise about the way you control your travel, you could be only losing a few years at a time if you wanted to. Um, 
But if you want to, it depends on how spicy you want to get. That's mm -hmm. we already saw. You had one long rest that was five hundred years long. So it, we could get quite considerably into the timeline quite quickly. It just depends on a how effective you are at controlling the speed at which the world moves, and b how precise you want to be mm -hmm. about controlling how quickly the world moves. Basically, I guess we could like sleep in and be like, let three thousand years pass. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna put autopilot on and slumber for. 10,000 years and see what the world looks like. Just uh, click uh, sim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, that's yeah. part of the beauty of it is you, it's it's like um, uh, Crusader Kings 3, right? You make a bunch of decisions and you press play and fast forward times three. And then suddenly you start getting pinged with messages about incestual divorce, you know? <laughs> I miss, yeah, that game. And there is a galactic equivalent of that, you know, depending on what you choose to do. So I, I think it is, we could get very far we could not get far at all. The way we're going, I have a, a distinct, I have an idea of where we'll probably end up before uh, Woody makes his triumphant return and we check back in on Cordia. Um, but it's, it's actually way more mutable than you might otherwise expect. Dope, dope. Brilliant, okay. Question two. A question two is from, what am I doing? Uh, what are you most afraid of? Okay, well, if I'm going to answer this, everyone's answering it. <laughs> Are we answering it for in regards to this campaign? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, that's a good question. Uh, um, let's, let's say yes. yes. Let's set, let's yeah. set the rules. Otherwise, gonna... it's tornadoes yeah. and zombies. Uh, <laughs> great. I guess now, both. In that I guess, it's I both guess now, now it's both. You now put them both. out there, so you can't leave you alone out there. Oh my god, <laughs> the new to sci-fi, Zombinado. <laughs> Zombinado. Oh no. How's it working? Just. <laughs> that sounds uh, awful, actually. I mean, for me personally, I think I'm gonna go with a fairly well-known answer, and it's like really deep water, less because of how. Of, of lack of ability to swim and more about you just you we don't know I have mm -hmm. we don't know what's mm -hmm. going on down there mm -hmm. I have the same exact fear yeah thalassophobia and when I ever see like a movie or something where the characters are going under like that that really like 20,000 leagues into the sea that shit really gets yeah. me I can't do it I'm also I'm <laughs> fucked up with like the sponge holes too oh yeah Ooh, I can't do it something I can't hypophobia yeah I'm not a fan that lays eggs on the back I'm out tap out okay. done finished wow real person fear and then we'll do fears of the campaign um come on I don't want to go first you didn't go first do Did everyone real, do go? Do your real person fear first. I. That's on. It's a wrath of Rachel. Yes, of <laughs> course. Um, I mean, fear. I'm afraid of creepy crawlies. Mm. Leggies. Mm -hmm. Those leggies. Many leggies. Anything that can like be on. Those house centipedes with the legs that bend at oh, funny those, angles. Those. There are only two. Insects I'm afraid of, and that is one of them. In any insect that turns to dust when you hit it isn't right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I refuse to believe it's, it. It's it's truly yeah. a demon or something. Because no, thank you. All right, what's Neverick afraid of? Neverick, Neverick's afraid of yeah, law. <laughs> that's, that's checks fair. out. That's checks fair. out. He has a deep-seated fear. Uh huh. I don't think Unin has fear. Not yet. Neverick will fix that for you. Perhaps, yes. 
Um, each job is afraid that they will never be able to truly connect with somebody because, like, they don't really know what their true self is because nobody ever sees them as such. That is wow. cool. That's disassociative identity. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> pretty, pretty on the line. Yep. Um, tracks, really tracks. I will go with Kirahan here since it's who we've mostly been chilling with. Kirahan is terrified that as he's currently able to read the past with precision through the Tome of Origin, he is terrified of being able to predict the future. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Good one. Thank you. What am I doing? Yeah. Oh, and Ava is afraid of. I don't want to keep shutting it. Her uncle Drew walking out of this apartment. <laughs> Being out of sightline for six yeah. seconds or more. She loses her shit. Um, and then last question. The final question is from Hannah Minshew, mm. our very mm. own. Mm -hmm. If Hannah Minshew wants important. to throw it out there. Very yeah. important question. Um, how would you fare in 1v1 hand-to-hand -hand combat with each of your players? You may choose to include Dan and Woody if you want. And Ava. Okay. Okay, well, this is a really, this is great. Um, well, Ava, I'm getting no diff. I'm getting clapped. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting clapped that's, by Ava, too. That's, that's not even a question. That's an end of combat. Um, so I'm with the three of you guys. I think, Drew, it's going to depend on the day. We've both been going to the same dojo. It's, <laughs> it's really, uh, it's going to be who, who did the stretches first, right? <laughs> and who remembers <laughs> the forms. <laughs> like, who remembers the forms. I missed that <laughs> for sure. So that's a moment-to-moment. That's moment. Um... Hannah, again, I think it's a, a really, that's going to be a toss-up depending on who wants it more, basically, in the moment. It's going to turn into slap. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get really, really childish really, really quickly. Like, quicker than I think I even expect. Um, that's what I'll say for that. Kyle, I'm just not sure. Again, I think it depends on what the, the nature is. If we're both, if we're going by Reddit, who would win rules, and we're both bloodlusted and completely otherwise goalless. Um, <laughs> bloodlusted and goalless. Yeah, goalless. It's on my uh, Tinder profile. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on what's, what's at stake in that fight. Um, and then for Dan and Woody... I'm gonna I'm gonna say it as plain plain as I can probably say it. I'm gonna fold Dan. I think you're gonna fold Dan. I think you're gonna clap his ass. Woody, Woody in the chat has said Dan is getting bodied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad everyone's yep. agreement. Dan, I love you, but it's just the truth of the matter. I, I, I feel certain in that. Um, and Woody, I actually feel fairly confident that, despite the fact that I think. I feel like I would know how to take Woody down. I feel like Woody is better better at diffusing me than I would be at defeating him. You know what that would be like? It's Hisoka, Woody. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Or something like yeah, it's like just like not. You could go in and but and it's go sussy. for it. But it's, <laughs> exactly, I'm gonna get outdone yeah. in the worst way. In the worst way. And Woody, we've entered weed corner. Exactly. Um, Woody would definitely, if you get too close to him, he would then win. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, about this. Yeah. Got, I have thought about this before because yeah. we used to live together, and I was like, "What if I thought?" <laughs> <laughs> you you made a mistake getting like, close range. Like, I, I was yeah. just like, "I'm all right," and also we we had talked. I'm not just plotting your demise, what <laughs> but I, I, I would definitely have to focus to uh, very much on like <laughs> what he says, sussy. Some kick, some <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he just you know what he does. He hates the little pain. 
He the hates the hair pin. pulling and the yeah. pinching and like the, the poking with fingernails. He, yeah. the, game off for him. That's how you beat my him. Money, my money's on you he try, I lose sure. because he try a lizard spit. Spit. That's why. That's what I mean by sense. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He'd do something like unexpected and, and just like uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, shit. <laughs> it's like, I have no defense for that. strips down completely. Literally. I, and I'd I be like, built my stats correctly and it didn't even matter. He's going to do something. You can't, you can't fight a naked man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You just can't. You know when you're playing like one of those games, it's like Halo or something, and you've got a team full of people in the edgiest skins imaginable and one dude in like PJs with a bunny hat, and you just know that fucker is the the dangerous one. That's the tryhard. That's the 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 one who's getting you. Yeah, that's where Woody lives in. It's like, what the fuck is happening right now? What's going on? Um, So that was a great, a great train wreck of a conversation that we just went on. We have to go down to regular our golf with friends days. Oh my god! We should do. I know we don't do those very often, and I think it's good that we don't. But I would love to do one. Every like now and then, like maybe a, a couple, a couple months from now, like maybe just like throw in a Saturday. Um, Bard's golf with friends because that was absurd. That was, was absurd. It was absurd to, to do that. Um, golf with Bard's. Golf, golf with Bard's. Uh, right. So getting us slightly back on track for a little bit more, we have to come back to Regulus Prime as the three of you descend through the world beacon towards it. Now, before the break, I asked you to present me with your cumulative so, passive perception. So at least let me get... currently at 34. What's yours? Plus 14. Plus 14. So it's so 48. 48. I believe. And we can, we can redo the math, but that was my quick... Okay. This is going to be the back end of the, of the world beacon sort of mechanic, right? As you guys ascend the world beacon back to Regulus, you have to try and exert yourselves over... Uh, over it to, to control it and control the turn of the planet as you travel. And on the way down, your presence of mind almost becomes one as you become more energy than form traveling through. And that is how we're going to basically scan the world for exterior visual changes. You clearly can see it as you travel down. Mm-hmm. And with a 48 on your world beacon perception here, what the what you guys can notice for the most part is a two main changes and you notice one of them more than the other and for you your attention is mostly drawn a little ways off of the western coast of the mainland into the ocean midways still uh, within the ocean that you can see heading like dead on at the planet in this direction uh and you can see what is clearly a sizable visible from the void sized churning in the water like a turning swirling whirlpool of some kind visible from this altitude and it is drawing you drawing your attention in that direction and again just flickering that scent of like grass and earth and burning leaves just for a moment as your attention is drawn that way so there's that and again it's not like invisible to the two of you it just doesn't draw you that way what's the bigger change is focused on the center of the continent and you can see throughout what lies in the center, the giant, the heart wilds, right? The huge forest in the middle. You can see strands of silver fletching out from the center of it, fletching out from around where heart of God is, these sort of meticulous strands of silvery light almost branching through the woods. And in the north, the sort of tip end of the forest, the portion of which that once had been burnt down is clearly ridged in some kind of meticulous stone now. 
Again, you're very high up and moving very, very fast towards a different part of the continent, mm -hmm. but this is a change that you notice. And the strands of silver stop before the first ridge of stone begins. And it's unclear whether it's stone trees, stone ground, weird makeshift pillars or mountains of some kinds, but the terrain has changed up in the north of the Heart Wilds, mm -hmm. considerably. And of course, throughout the Heart Wilds as well, if we're counting these strands of silver. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> further inspection, of course, will take further effort um, as you are hurtling down. But those are the primary things you see as you plummet towards the planet and as the closer you get the more expanded the western side of the continent becomes as you thrum down through the atmosphere before sort of spooling and unspooling and recongealing back into the three realm walking forms of Neverick, Unan and Ishtava on a beach basically and I'm not talking like dunes of sand or anything I'm talking a small strip of sand and rock with some scrubby grassland around you the sky is mostly overcast and gray, maybe a hint of blue through some, some of the particularly thin wisps of clouds, but mostly overcast and bright. The waves gently churning out ahead of you with the, the, the wind in the grass behind you, um, some plains land or grassland fairly again unkempt. Mm -hmm. And not too far in the distance off of the shore in the water, you can see the ridges of not just islands, but what look like, if you squint, buildings in the distance on this cluster of islands out off the coast. But the three of you are here. The blue-skinned Urken, wings concealed. <laughs> the very, very pale Ur Elven, mm -hmm. right? The, the, the ostensibly uh, dark elf, uh, yes. yet to be, yet to be uh, spread. And what form do you take a shower as your realm walker at this moment? I have a question. Please. Do I have any sense of what these humans look like? Uh, yeah, yes. You more than anyone else, for okay. sure. Cool. Then, I am going to take a new form. Please. So I have like three Ishtaba forms so far. I need to keep a list. It's like the Kel's coat, right? Yep. You have mm -hmm. their specific... Please. Um, this form is a tall, like six feet, like tall woman mm -hmm. with dark skin, like like Amazonian like stature with like like live muscles mm -hmm. and long dark hair and where when you like glimpse Java under the cloak when they're not like the form that you would see mm -hmm. for yourselves, you often see like what like the cosmos would look like in human form. Right. Like, yeah, so like in this ha their hair are like strands of like starlight that kind of weave through. You know, like in Stardust, you haven't seen this Stardust when they um uh, when the witch turns young again and then her hair has like you've stuff. actually mentioned this before. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Michelle Pfeiffer. So she's got the, the sparkly Michelle Pfeiffer hair. <laughs> I can picture it. But it's like dark and beautiful and she stands very tall. Um, and she's in that cloak again, but the Great. cloak is rough spun. Sure, more like uh, like a warrior's traveler's cloak, mm -hmm. almost. Then, mm -hmm. giving me very, very much early Cassandra from um, Odyssey, mm -hmm. right? That kind of like I, I'm a stoic traveler, but I know what I'm fucking doing, yeah. right? Yeah, love it. Okay, 
So again, quite striking as well. Very uh, much a, a bolder, more grounded look than the than the crone, right? That mm -hmm. taking taking your space as opposed to hunching up. I whisper, <clears throat> I'm gonna be a legend in so many different ways. <laughs> I uh, Fresh. <laughs> this time has a uh, in order to to have like some sort of anonymity has a uh, cloak that can like be a little bit more like hiding of features um, and it is like jet black Ooh. okay like, it is like negative color like if you look you know like those blue Christmas lights that you look at and they hurt your eyes is it like that like you look at it and you're like Ugh. Is that just like me? Like white LEDs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't typically find myself staring down Christmas lights, but maybe that's just a me maybe thing. You should try it. Mm, you didn't really sell it that well, so <laughs> I think I'm going to be okay. The uh, the armor that Neverick has just got, he's, he's going to turn off the lights, you know? The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the it light just, like, show. looks chill. Um, and it's just like the obsidian black look, but like... Everett's a little flashy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's got like a white cape. It's um, not. It's, it's like, not like you know when you like. There's there's one particular fashion house that when they do their fashion shows, it makes them all kind of look like modern day Jedi's a little bit. Yeah. And it's kind of I'm, that's sort of what you give me of like, is this high fashion or is this like Jedi Knight? Exactly. Not, not quite sure. <laughs> Maybe both. Um, Let's call it High Republic. <laughs> exactly. Republic. High Republic. <laughs> um, uh, great. Okay. Coming yeah. to Disney Plus. So you've arrived here looking swanky, looking fresh, all of you looking different to some more than others. And as you can hear the wind, you hear somebody call out to you to your right down the beach somewhere. You hear this voice call out in Elven initially across the sands. Excuse me, are you lost? Have you found your place? And then again, before you can even respond, now in, in common, you three, do you need help? Yes. And you turn down the beach to respond to that, I'm, I'm sure. Yes, you can and. You see like, you know, Absolutely. a few. Uh, <laughs> yes, and. Um, just like Rudin took one in Brock class. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you took from it is a single break. Hey. Yeah, this person calling to you is uh, down the beach like a hundred or so feet. Um, not on the, the like little sandy strip, but a bit further removed onto the grass. And clearly has something that looks like a semi-permanent tent. It's like a fairly spacious square tent, but posted on four like large wooden stakes as opposed to anything more removable. And there's a little like hitch there outside the tent, onto which a uh, fairly sizable uh, brown-furred deer with like large white antlers is, is tethered. And this person uh, standing there, sort of waving at you and calling at you, um, looks to be some kind of a... Uh, uh, an elven, an ur-elven, like a proper angular um, elf there in these illustrious blue and gold robes. And they're like beckoning you this way towards them. We're not gods yet. Let's be chill. Let's go. I'm always chill. <clears throat> uh-huh. 
before, before <laughs> as you guys start walking away, Unin is, <laughs> is looking down and seems like there there's a look of like concern and focus on his face. And he slowly sets foot on the ground. <sighs> I just got chills. And imitates walking. And that's where we're going to end this. No, okay. <laughs> Black it out. Uh, yeah, for the first time in the entire campaign, as Unan, you touch ground, you touch grass, and you sort of like very slowly, very tentatively waddle and walk forward. And you, as you're watching Unan do this, the, just the act of Unan attempting to walk, they don't look anything like themselves. It's almost like the Clark Kent Superman thing, right? You, you, nothing has really changed, but the just the act and the demeanor of walking makes it almost imperceivable that they're the same person. I've taken my first steps. You've done well, like a baby. Uh-huh. Do you not understand the joke? No. I I'm, I did. I'm just in awe of your feet. I thought it would be a good idea. No, it's great. It's great. It's wonderful. I'm not enjoying it. No, it's great. Oh. I'm enjoying it immensely. What does what does the ground feel like? What does the ground feel Do like? Do the toe thing with sand. Uh well, um, I think for, at the moment for you, I can only describe it, you know when you've been sitting on your leg a really long time and then you get that horrific pins and needles and anytime you touch anything, it's that shockwave of yeah. pins and needles. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It's really unreliable. The terrain is not huh. even. You feel like you maybe it should be fixed a little bit. Like yeah. it isn't It isn't quite up to your standards and it feels a little strange. Got it. Cement. Do you like cement? I would, I would also say that Unin hadn't set foot yet, because like out, also out of like a, a reverence mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm. I I the, the completely planet. see that, and that almost uh, that will not at all change my answer. Of I think maybe it's even surprising then yeah. that it feel like it it isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on. We can continue. <laughs> all right, onward. Not gods. Not gods. Not gods. I just keep m- murmuring. Not not <laughs> can, I, can I get uh, a performance check from the three of you, please? <laughs> How doth one pre- perform mortality? <laughs> Good thing I'm not proficient at dent. Lucky number 13. 13, okay. 21. 1321 31 <laughs> Okay, you got that 13 got, around, okay. You got <laughs> almost as much as the two of them put together. Literally. That's, really <laughs> that's Okay, yeah. Yeah, you met the threshold. Threshold was 60 and you hit 65. So that's where Thank it you. is. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it was my but yeah. not gods, not gods. Not gods. Unin still looks like a, a dog that you put uh, shoes on. Sure, 
Oh. Sure, but the, you just like. Would you like me to demonstrate with Ava? Yes. You look like a, a person who is having that same trouble, right? So the three of you slowly approach up the strip of this beach, um, it's heading presumably northwards up the beach towards this figure. Well, and thank you for the donation, James Minshew. Who the hell is James Minshew? Who the fuck is James Minshew? What oh, the we fuck should is say James? Thank you to Vic Straws for the donation as well earlier in the stream. Yes, thank you. Yes. I'm Very kind. Exceptionally kind. Thanks for showing <laughs> us your tips. Show us your tips. So, uh, you walk up the beach and you Tippy. see closer that this is somebody. Um, Tippy. Sorry. We're I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really point. need for that to not happen again. <laughs> for, for my own mental health, you're going to have to cut that shit. Okay? <laughs> what if Unin's also no. going for like a voice? To no, we're, I mean. Hello. Go, go for whatever your Unan human is. It does make my dick shrivel. Just so we're all clear. <laughs> wait, wait. Human? Human. Human. We got Unan, we got Tumen. We got Frunan. and Human. If anyone Hoomen. wants to donate me the Uber home so I can get, get home and get out of here right now, that'd be. That'd be. Anyway, uh, the three of you head up the beach, and this person. Um, Again, quite tall in typical Elven fashion. Those familiar blue and gold robes. Again, as you get them closer, you can see them sort of like looking down at you kind of like this. And the face is overshadowed by the little like antlered, gilded antler circlet they have around their forehead. They look sort of wizened for, for an elf, for an Elven. Uh, like a little more leathery set to the skin, sallowed eyes, um, sort of imperious outlook to them as you sort of waddle the strange sight of the three of you. Again, in that common. You don't look like you are from around these parts. <clears throat> you... No, we're not. But uh, we're looking for um, uh, a settlement nearby. Are you... Do you mean them there? He points over to the... the peninsula out in the water. Ah, yes. Uh, you you don't have to talk to us like we're children. Well, do you do you speak the 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 tongue of the land? He slips back into Elven again. Is it perhaps easier to talk to you in uh, my uh, our tongue? Our tongue, yes. You are a strange group of individuals, I must say. You have not been around here before. You are first traveling here. I were from um, uh, a place far away, to the east. To the east? I, past heart of God. You live amongst the moving rocks. I find that hard to believe. Well, believe it, because it's true. Roll me a deception check. Roll me a deception <laughs> check. Hang on. What was it? 30. Moving racks. Got it. <laughs> this is... Perhaps that would count for your strangeness. I have not seen those, especially those among our kind who live amongst these places. What brings you here to the cold divide as he gestures towards the, the greater ocean? Well, 
I believe what we mean to say is we traveled east and now have traveled here. That still doesn't quite answer my question as to why you have come here. No, we I'm, are but travelers. I'm just, we I travel. Was... We're looking to explore and to learn the, the world and to learn more about the world. We are scholars, if you will. I do you live on the scholars. beach? No, I do not live here. Then where do you live? Then How do you, do you not? Do you live in the settlement? <sighs> I live in Uthevenan, thank you. As you should well know, it's where we all Nevrisil are centered. I merely have come here to do business. I've been doing business here for many, many seasons, and oh, I will not so have you doing any infringement upon my market oh, Tamsin, here. Tamsin is, is my friend. Tamsin, how do you... He's a friend of mine. We get around. We are travelers, I told you. I also find it interesting that when asked why you were here, you seemed upset and insulted. Even though that is what you did when we arrived. Well, uh, you have to understand that this is my my beat, as it were. This is where I I have I have laid claim to these people for some time, and it is a little unnerving to have others of. Uh, hmm? You can finish what you're saying, and then I get out. Well, clearly, it is something important. Um, when you say lay claim, what do you mean to these people? Are you, you I, I, you might not understand. It is something that we of the uh, the older blood are more inclined to do: is give benefit to those who are needing of it, uh-huh. uh, to bequeath them with knowledge and and wares that they might not have access to. And these are a simple people in Brightholm. They are they are they are a good people, a devout people, but they are wanting of culture, of worldly culture. And I, as is our duty to the Neversil, I have staked my claim here, and it is my responsibility to return here every few weeks or so to uh, impart passage to the good folks of Brighthorn Isle and do my business with them, as I have done for generations in their time. We don't intend to encroach upon your business. We're just here as travelers to learn and understand this other people. Hmm. Well, I am happy to oblige. It is only my duty as a scout and a, uh, a path maker, a charter of sorts, a navigator of life. Oh. I am happy to do such such thing for you. I will say, can I insight check this fucking? <coughs> I will also insight like check on what schmuck <laughs> on is he as important as he thinks? Okay, he is. Like, okay. is this is this bravado? How much is he tugging on tugging on himself? Yeah. Okay. Roll me insight check. As he does that, I also because because Neverick has a slight ego. Um, he. <laughs> Well, have you rolled for your emotion today? Yeah, I did. Okay. I rolled a six, so I get to choose. Mm. Um, the emotion is fuck around and find out. Seventeen. Seventeen. Um, Seventeen. He, you can tell that this individual, this Neverseal, definitely believes what they are doing is important. Mm. Um, they feel like the, the clearly whatever wind they're gassing themselves up with here is justified to them. 
What's I, your name, friend? Thank you, kind traveller. My name is Ilreyad. As I said, I am a, a well-known member of the Nevrasil and have been for some time. And I do my work to spread the influence of the old blood through through trade and conversation. I was shortly going to make passage over the water towards Brighton, but I will have to do so quite quickly. You don't want to be in the island when the sun goes down, really. What happens when the sun goes down? Well, they are a... Uh, they are a provincial people, and they have not managed to tame their more magical instincts. Some of their more... Things are drawn to the town at night, and uh, it's a fascinating sight from afar, but it is not one that I have any interest in being around for and trying to stay under a solid roof for. I have my dumb lodgings right here, thank you very much. I'm happy to ferry you in, and I'm happy to ferry you back when I leave later this evening, but we'll need to make it quite quick. Let's go. I'm sorry, I, I, am, I have uh, an assistant to these two, so I'll let them decide, but... I would love to go and see my people. It's no, uh, no great shakes to me, though I will, of course, as is my duty and business, have to charge you the toll. I'm not going to just render my services for free, as it is a dangerous uh, venture. Hearing this, Neverick's already a little annoyed with this. <laughs> uh, Neverick is going to <laughs> walk up to, what was his name? Um, Ilriad. Ilriad. Uh, he's gonna walk up to Ilrayad. His name is unimportant. Unimportant. <laughs> and um, and he's just gonna him. place his hand, Mike, Hard. on his shoulder, and look at him, and just let a little bit of his power like resonate. It's great. Okay. Not God. Not God. Uh, can not you roll gods. me? Can you roll me a quick intimidation check? Yes. Three minutes. <laughs> three minutes in. <laughs> it took us three minutes. Eighteen. Eighteen. To not just flash. <clears throat> so you you get close to him, <laughs> and he's suspecting. at this moment he's a little taller than you. Not not that much, but he's just like, especially with the little prongs of the antlered circlet, like he he has the illusion of height. You lay a hand on him, and you just let that energy just sort of seep into you, where you've been restraining it. You let it loose a little bit through your arm, and he like startles a bit. Um, I would. I would. <clears throat> I'd very much prefer it if you were, if we kept our distance and kept things civil. But uh, perhaps we can work on more of your 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 schedule if it if it would best fit you. I don't mean to rush. I'm just saying that I I have spent a considerable amount of time with people, and I know that time is can be of the essence. But no need to. I understand. <clears throat> yes, no, of course. No need for a toll. Just take us in. Yes. I suppose we can... Uh, I did lose the accent. That's fine. <laughs> we can do that. Um, uh, three if, minutes. If perhaps uh, while I ferry you across the way, you may do me the honor of uh, recounting some of your stories, which I may record. It is, again, part of my business to, to uh, discover and share and record certain new pieces of knowledge and oh I have a great one that I'll oh tell God. you on the way 
late we go. <clears throat> to the to the dinghy then. Yes. To the dinghy. Yes, well let me just get my supplies. Be one moment. You can make your way to the boat and he points to the like rather ornate wooden sort of like longboat canoe that's sort of beached right here. It's got two mm. or, like each end of the boat sort of pieces up into what look like candelabras on either side of the thing oh. uh, for just a single candle, like a candle holder if it was to light the way at night. But it's a, it's a rather well-made boat of uh-huh. some kind of lacquered material. But he dips into the tent briefly. This, again, beautiful blue with slight gold gilding tent. What did you do? I'm sorry. Let's walk. Let's walk. I felt belittled. I meant. Yes. I'm still trying to make sure I'm standing. (laughs) Just like almost in a squat, right? Like really grounded. Like not going to fall, but like might accidentally stop standing and start floating. If I'm slow and deliberate, no one will ever know, right? Step. You're like a sloth. (laughs) Just move and you're Um, like. But the three of you uh, in this are moving to the boat. Yes. Or you. Doing anything else? Just doing that. Yeah. Just doing that. I let I don't let flowers grow under my feet, <laughs> but there's like a little bit of grass poking out from the right, sand. Right, right. The grass looks a little refreshed. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe suddenly, yeah. I, I, it's I'm ready. It's really hard for me not it's, to. It's, it's just something subtle. that I have to rein yeah. in now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're walking down to the boat, and it doesn't take too long for you. You can hear the tent flaps rustle behind you as uh, Ilrayad comes with this really nice leather like satchel slung over his back and you can see it's only like two thirds of the way closed and bundles of scrolls some blank some written some sealed some not are poking out of the top of this and he's sort of hurdling it he gives a scritchel on the snout to the the deer here get like feeds them some kind of treat of some sort you're a little too far away to tell gives him another pat before walking down the beach towards the boat and he slings the satchel over the top of it it pulls out the oar from the side of the boat. Right, well, take a seat. It shan't take uh, more than a few minutes to, to cross the way towards Brighthorn. You want to... I just thought of something. Sorry. Does he not recognize me? No. Good. Oh, because of tuning. So he's young. Um, how old are you? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I don't live that long, and so I'm always fascinated by um, the, the the older folk who live much longer than I do. <clears throat> well, it's a bit of a, an uncouth question, but I have I have seen my seasons, but one could say that perhaps it is not the seasons that count, but the steps one takes during them. The you path one walks. A simple question. I hate this person. I have just met you. You walked across the dune towards me. I am not going to divulge my entire life towards you. I just, just wanted to know how old you are. That's all. It is not a fact I feel particularly comfortable sharing, especially with those who are not custom to the same length of life. Are you embarrassed with your age? What? I, I mean, you can't. I'm, I'm Do you feel young? I feel that I am in my due time. That's Are a you great old? answer. That is all I feel comfortable answering. It's okay. You don't have to answer anything you don't feel comfortable. I put my hand on their knee. 
And I do the Ishtava pat. <laughs> the tingle touch. Yep. <laughs> this one's dangerous. The, yeah, because on the knee, not the face. Again, so we had three minutes in, we had one god <laughs> display of godhood. Five minutes, six minutes in, display number two. At ten like minutes, a... I'm just going to place my hand on his head and just like crush it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing like, just like, like we the weren't mom. meant for this world. When like, your mom comes and puts your hand on your shoulder and you're like, like, it's that. Yeah. It's, I'm not trying yeah. to be obvious about no, my power. No. I'm just trying to, like, just, oh. Instead of an Ishtava check here, I'll have a, just a classic persuasion check. Classic. Well, that was shit. Um. Aim. Hmm. 16. 16. You see him settle a little bit. Well, I suppose it is reasonable to be asked such a question and to be so curious as it were but I'll have you know it is something of a point of contention I am perhaps a little younger for my station than some though I don't look it I did indeed partake in many um, festivities in the heart wilds in my youth it is something i would not take back but it is something that has changed the perception of me one way or another the heart wilds is that where that one town is that special town that's been oh oh you 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 i forget you are not uh not of our older nature uh yes indeed it is where one can make uh a considerable journey and pilgrimage too in these in these days the noble struggle has has only increased in its nobility over the the few seasons i have been able to visit quite the place quite the place though quite a place of well needn't bore you we have places to see things to visit yes i'm sure you'll reach there on your travels back your way east to the moving rocks, you could stop up north. Far be it from me to tell you where to go. Come, we have to... Do you wish to... cast off? Aye. And is your intention to return with me before night falls, or...? Oh, we'll see where the night takes us, right? Play it by ear. Fair enough. Fair enough. I must ask that you let me do at least the beginning talking to these people. They can be... They have been known to bristle at outsiders. I can tell you that from personal experience. But it should be fine. They know me well. I can't imagine why. Yes, well, take a seat. Why don't you? I sit. Beaming. He gives like a... I sit... And in Nevrick's eyes, you just see two bolts of lightning. <laughs> the chosen emotion of today is anger. It's the, uh, the, the flaring of your mother showing yeah. up in you, right? Um, okay. So, that's fine. It's good timing. Uh, because, as the three of you sit down in varying stages of acceptance, Ilriad gets on sticks the oar into the sand and pushes off and you float into the water. Standing up like a Venetian uh, boatman. 
digging the ore into the gentle waves as you move out west onto the sea, the cold divide. It, uh, it's, there's a little shifting on the water as you go, but, and the boat is tilting, listing from side to side quite heavily. It doesn't feel like he's the best, uh, rower here, the best boatman. Um, and the sky is, is, is calming and quiet, and even though you can see little patches of blue amidst the, the overhanging cloud, you can tell that the sky is dimming a little bit. I wouldn't call it sunset or quite dusk yet, but it's in the late stages of the afternoon as you row across. And as the, the beginnings of little tiny outcroppings of stone and, and growth from the sea, uh, from sea level begin to protrude as you enter the outlying bits of this peninsula here, um, it's about a 20 minute journey on this boat. Is there anything you're doing or saying on all while? So, in your um, time in Heart Wilds, have you ever heard the, the um, bit? There was this this story that I heard about um, the the crone of the forest, or uh, it was some kind of crone and a firebird bedtime story that my parents used to tell me. Oh yes, well, it all gets told different ways that? now. Yes, yes, much is what I mean. One also to really, if it's something that interests you, I'm sure they would accept a uh, a wanderer of renowned interest and and the like. Really, they they see all sorts there. But uh, the noble struggle is the site of much joy for many of the the followers of the the old woman of the moon. Its influence is spread quite far, quite far and wide. There are, um, it's a, <laughs> a whole system sprang up really. It's why we've been able to achieve so much success in the last few years as we have, is the structure provided from the North down. It has caused some conflict with uh, some of the Cyanauts. They, uh, I mean, that's the whole point really, isn't it? It's why they moved up and on. But no, neither side can really leave it alone. But yes, yes, the story is well known. Many follow her teachings and many are given her great blessings. It is how we can allow our lunar nights to keep a considerable amount of order amongst the heart wilds. And lunar. beyond, really, I'm sure we'll see a retinue here. Lunar nights. Indeed. You would know. I would hope, at least, you'd be in so much touch with your own people that you would be aware of their core facets. You know of the Neverseal, of course, yes? Right, right. I'm... Uh, Sorry, I've never been to... Uh, what's the Lunar Nights? What is that? And what's the Noble Struggle? Noble Struggle is the village of which you speak. Oh. The settlement. It has uh -huh. become the hub of spiritual dealing within our... our whole culture, for the uh -huh. most part. Well, it's divided somewhat, of course. I mean, there's there are some things that you can only choose to devote yourselves to in Heart of God still, and the same is now true of Helothen, of course. The Lunar Knights themselves, well, it is how we maintain order. They are our peacekeepers. That's how they could describe themselves, of course. They mainly do as they see fit. And they tell us that what they see fit is within our best interest. And for, as far as I have been concerned, it has been true. Sounds so fascinating. I'll have to go visit. As I say, they, we will see some soon. 
for the very least. They usually will come to check on any well-known member of the Never Seal who has a station such as myself to make sure each individual visit has been received with some sort of acceptance and gratitude and forward motion. All about forward progress and change. Those lunar nights are. How far out do they spread? The lunar nights. Oh, some ways beyond all edges of the heart wilds. They are stopped quite harshly by the cyanauts up north. At the moment, I do see that changing. I hope it changes for the best. But at least on all sides, we have contingents all over the moving rocks, all throughout these grasslands of the young bloods and to the south as well. Not much to see in the south, of course. And what do you know of the Excuse me. What do you know of the leaders of Helithan? The leaders of Helithan? <laughs> You're not really asking, are you? I am. Why would you have to ask? Uh, we travel so much that news doesn't always reach our ears. I would suggest perhaps devoting more of your time and thought to the betterment of your own people, as has been dictated. Well, that is why we travel, to learn. Of course. For the betterment, but there is also a lack of communication in traveling, so we miss out on some of the latest and greatest newses. It is the whole source of the conflict. What's... what is the conflict? Well, if you speak of the original leaders of Noble Struggle, the two twins themselves, the reflections, that is where the strife came. The Lunar Commander, she, in her infinite wisdom and blessed nature, sought to do as the Lunar... as the Moon commands, as the Moon must, spread its gaze. Let the rays of moonlight shine through the canopy. And of course, one was expecting for her brother, the now most questionable Castorel, to take some sort of associative stance, but he, where would he be found? Riding northward. Riding northward beyond the bounds of the wilds into the scorched wastes and becoming something of an accidental beacon for those who would seek to stand fast against the spread of moonlight. All ridiculous, as far as I'm concerned. Whatever master they choose to serve, it is not the one that betters our people to its greatest extent, but is to him, or at least in his direction, that the cyanauts run. It has bled as far down as those who would consider themselves leaders of Uthenavan. Uh, Uthenavan, there we go. Um, it has bled that far and caused quite the schism there, if I am to understand, but I really choose to spend very little time within the great tree when I am home. Who is um, the leader there? The Avanuris. Aye. The first one. The first scholar himself. Who else would it be? This comes in person that you know. Oh, which which do you mean? Of our people in general, it is the first scholar. The first scholar who is 
uh, Tamsin or Uvran? And he says again, the first scholar, and it kind of translates to, like, the direct translation in Elvish of Ur Viran. Viran. Ah. 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 Yes. Our dear Tamsin, founder and leader of the Nevrasil, uh, was interred into the roots some time ago. To Amber they return. Who's Amber? Tristan Tower. Amber. They return. To Amber. Hello, everyone. <laughs> they, he speaks in common again. The hard juice inside the tree. Oh! Yes. yes. Amber. <laughs> do you know this word, Amber? I do now, thank you. Thank good, you. Good. Telepathically, I think I'm going to blow this dude's head off. <laughs> do you say that to us? Yeah. Or, okay. He's <laughs> just like just shooting it out like... Um, Honestly, if if it was one of the ones with the third eye, I might. You might as well. Yoink. Um, how close am I to him? Uh, how? Where would you have sat? On the front of the front of the boat, middle of the boat, back of the boat. He's all the way in the back. I had my hand on his leg, so I'm probably close. Yes, I think she's in the back. I would have probably just, sat just rubbing that across, farthest away. So you're so in the front, in the front of, the, of boat. the boat, but like facing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to, I don't know if it's possible, the boat's made out of wood, probably, but I just want to touch the side of the boat, just send a small shock. You can certainly try, <laughs> that will be a fat spellcasting check. Isn't wood, like, not a conductor? It's, no, there's it's some metal inlay on the boat, I can see how this could happen, like, with some of the detailing on the sides, you'd, like, reach around and touch it, um... No, we'll see. Enough electricity into it. It will catch fire. Yeah. <laughs> Roll me a spellcasting check. Please light the bolt on fire. Please. So I just need to see my modifier. Mm-hmm. It's just about to like roll overboard and leave. <laughs> and drown yourself. <laughs> or no, just like travel underwater. <laughs> We're not uh, too far right now. Like a, like a manta ray? No. Stingray. I always forget the. It's uh, intelligence plus proficiency. Which is. So, proficiency should be seven. Your intelligence was like. Five, okay. You feel odd. Twelve, so. Twelve? Yeah. Uh, plus what I roll? Yeah. Seventeen plus twelve. Seventeen plus. Yeah. You sort of just like tap the side of the boat and it's more a, a rivulet of heat honestly like just like heating up the wood and it's sort of singeing his foot a little bit or the side of his leg <clears throat> and the boat rocks a bit as he sort of resents himself <clears throat> and gives you a look that was um oh. it don't seem to be quite myself today uh perhaps perhaps any more uh uh, lessons may be best served after we have landed, and I have uh, rejuvenated myself through my work, perhaps. Uh huh. What a fucking pretentious little twat. It mean, sounds like he needs to go somewhere and jack off he and needs then some come fucking, back. I, he needs to be humbled, is what he needs. Uh, so, as you guys are rowing through these smaller little, <laughs> these little islands, <laughs> remind me. 
I'll, when we finish the session, because we're nearly at the end here, I'll, I have a story about that in D&D. <laughs> okay, um, thank you. Um, perfect. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very similar. We'll, we'll get that. Um, so you're, he's rowing you past these smaller little islands and outcroppings of like moss and stone from the water, but you're entering a, a smaller mass or a, a, a denser mass of these little islands, and you can see as you're skimming through that the center to which you're heading is some larger chunks of land Still scattered apart, peninsula style, but tethered with like little wooden bridges and things. And you can see basically a conglomeration of buildings. And two of them seem to be a little more actually structured. There's a big building in the back end of the central island um, that seems to be mostly made of stone Mm -hmm. and earth. Uh, And another smaller, almost like dome-like building way off to the right on one of the larger islands that has less stuff on it. Mm-hmm. But everything else is sort of halfway between a tent and a hut in varying sizes, just like developed, but not very well, right? This looks like some kind of a poorer settlement or a makeshift settlement uh, that is well established. It's clearly been here for a time. You can see like rot from the seawater on some of the bottom ends of the wood here. Um, but it's it's it's, you know, it is, it's not, heart of God, it's not, right? Mm-hmm. Not even close. Helithan, it's not, even. And as you pull in, there's something of a small little dock way uh, coming off of the central aisle with a few small crude fishing boats on it and a couple open spaces. And it's this, one of these open spaces that this dinghy swings into. And this is when you perceive as a group two things sort of at once. First of all, dead center in the middle of this main island that you've just pulled up and you've got the big building in the back but in front of it in the middle what looks to be like the courtyard of this settlement of the whole thing the center of it is a fairly well-made large statue on a plinth mm-hmm. and whatever is written on the plinth you can't really see from here but the statue itself is clearly was in bronze and has rusted and decayed a bit it looks shitty and well kept like not well kept uh, rain, water damage, all that but it's there, it's of this large this gilded or once gilded statue of a large basically minotaur in like leathers and shitty rags holding up a harpoon oh, in the fuck sky off. and oh. as you notice that from the big building a small conglomeration comes out led by this really like this this sort of huddled older dude with a long gray beard and he waddles in in these beautiful like or what would be beautiful white robes with yellow trim that look like gray and kind of moldy and like just unwashed and he's got a big long hat this almost square hat with some tassels on it and the other people are following him as he sort of hobbles up with his wee cane and he comes all the way around the center of the island, past this Minotaur statue, almost to greet this boat at the docks. Uh, and holding up his cane and his other arm, with the people sort of bowing behind him, you can see glinting in the fading clouded light his large, like, pendant almost, this metal bronze pendant. And this does look very well kept, uh, with the, the shape of these curving down bull horns. Mm-hmm. And as he sort of gets in his place on the end, the back end of the dock here, as you pull in, he holds up his arms and says, 
In the name of the saint of sacrifice, once again, we of Brighthorn welcome you to our humble isle. And he looks up and tilts his head, seeing the three of you sitting on the boat. And that's what we'll pick up next week. Mm, two. Two I people see. on our list. We have met. Uh, okay. Just briefly before we wind down that story, it's one that you can ask Dan about, it's one that you can ask Woody about. It was one of the first campaigns we were ever doing right when we met each other in, in freshman year of college. We couldn't keep playing with the regular session, so we took the same characters to maybe like get a bonus for the regular session, and we did a bank heist. This is the infamous bank heist where Dan's bird in the, in the game uh, shat all over the bank manager's office to make a distraction, all this great. Case in point, we end up kidnapping this bank manager, and he's also a smug piece of shit, kind of like Ilrayard. Same sort of vibes. Yeah. And to get information out of him, we went full murder hobo. <laughs> uh, we were playing with a, a kid named Tyler, and in his character creation, this was 3.5e, so he could do whatever he wanted. He had given himself tabs of LSD that oh, nobody really paid attention to, so he drugged this dude, oh, no. had him tripping out on all his LSD as we dragged him underneath the bridge, broke both his kneecaps with a paddle, <laughs> took out his teeth and tongue, and left him there. That sounds about right for freshman year college boys playing d and It was all, none of it was what meant to happen, and I have, you know, it was, it was a really ridiculous situation, but you're telling me, like, let's break his legs immediately sends me back to yeah. let's smash his knees with the Literally. oar. You know? I mean, that's kind of like what we did to that one dude on the boat during... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, during the, 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 the Skeevy Wizard. Yeah, and we just cucked him. Oh, no, we straight... We killed him. You no, know, I'm just saying, like, we, of... we just went <laughs> out of spite. I mean, we, we went full Nightmare Crew on him, but, like... <laughs> yeah, just doing what we did. Uh, right, guys. Was a... Fabulous session today. Uh... We are getting into the thick of it. This is this. There's there's something afoot, and you guys are about to step right into it in God knows what ways. I cannot remotely predict what you're about to do to this small little island. But I really here wish we are. That Woody was here, and his character was here to arrive at this place yeah. and experience. Let's just say he's not already there. You haven't seen him. I mean, Woody the person. Sure, sure. Oh, uh, right, but. Yeah, I think, uh, if anything, it would mean more to you guys than it would to uh, to Highland, to be honest. Yeah, uh, we can find shit out for him. Yeah. At the very least, we will come back right here to Brighthorn Isle a week from today. So in the meantime, enjoy yourselves, push yourselves out of your comfort zone, do something that makes you scared, uh, but don't, you know, don't be unsafe. Tell somebody you love them, and stick around for a second, because we surely are about to raid the shit out of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Where are we headed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hit that button right there. Nice. Let's go to um, TPK Roleplay. TPK Roleplay. Our good friends over there. In the name of Valhalla and all that is holy, let's read the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Have a lovely rest of your week, guys. Thank you for stopping in, uh, whether you're watching now or listening later, and we will see you starside. Sorry. Nope, you're good. It's still going. Okay. You're fine. You're good. Cheers, guys. See you next week. And now you're in. And then you're going to go. Are we still on? We are, but it's not recording. And go to. You can either end stream or go to the see you next time screen and then end stream. 
What's up, y'all? Thank you for listening to Bards of New York, to DM Woody. If you liked us, you can catch us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv forward slash Bards of New York. Give us a like and a follow and watch us live. Maybe even chat to us a little bit. Or you can catch us on Mondays on YouTube or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for giving us a listen.